You're listening to the Lance J Radio Network. So I'm reading from Electric. TREK.com. Tesla has started to hire roboticists to build its recently announced Tesla bot, a humanoid robot, to become a new vehicle for its AI technology. When Elon Musk explained the rationale behind the Tesla bot, he argued that Tesla was already making most of the components needed to create a humanoid robot. Equipped with artificial intelligence, the automaker's computer vision system developed for self-driving cars could be leveraged for use in the robot, which could also use things like Tesla's battery system and a suit of sensors. However, Tesla has never developed a humanoid robot before and doesn't have any expertise in robotics. Must described Tesla AI Day as a reoccurring event to go, go get some of that talent while the focus was on artificial intelligence. Tesla is also looking for roboticists now that the Tesla bot is in the cards. So if you're, if you're into, into artificial intelligence or, or you're an elite robot person, this is your chance to build Rosie the robot from the Jetsons, Bender from Futurama. This is your chance to build robots. Now, if you follow the movies, because I'm a firm believer, they show you stuff in movies that is at least in the cards, right? We had we had a movie about the Martian with Matt Damon. And he's on Mars. And now you see all of these people trying to get to Mars. So you, you had the movie. Now, now, now life begins to imitate art. You've had movies like Logan's Run. You remember Logan's Run from back in the day? Remember Logan's Run showed a dystopian society where everybody lived underground. I like Logan's Run. It was a very, it's a cult movie. But everybody's living underground in this society because it's after the apocalypse. And at 40, you, you, have, this, you have this chip in your arm, which, which is also realistic. At 40, the chip starts to blink. So basically at 40, they're like, yeah, we don't want any old people around. So at 40, you voluntarily go into the government to get incinerated, basically. You, you live to be 40. And you can participate in whatever debauchery. I think that kids are all test tube babies, so no one has to do with pregnancy or anything like that. You live 40 years, you eat, you drink, you be married, you have as much sex as you want, do as much drugs as you want. When you're 40, you're out of here. No old people. You see, you see art and life really becoming intertwined. These things that you never would have thought were realistic, like chips in the arm, people going to Mars, 
people living in a post-apocalyptic society. What do you think I said? I said last week on the show, what do you think all of this stuff, Virgin Galactic, what do you think that's about? These people aren't trying to, they're, they're trying to get off of Earth because they know that something bad's about to happen. These people are billionaires, right? These people are in the know. They know more than Lance J knows about what's about to happen in society. These people want to get off of Earth for a reason. So the next wave of that is to have robotics. Now, that didn't work in iRobot. That didn't go too well for Will Smith and all of those guys. Will Smith, I don't, I don't remember the year. He's like 2100. He's, he's whipping around a, a, an Audi A70. He's, he's, he's got the, a lot of those cars that I robot look like Elon Musk's cars. Didn't work in a Terminator. It turned bad in the Terminator. You had the robots out because in every, whether you're watching Outer Limits or whether you're watching any sci-fi Twilight Zone from the 60s, the common denominator is that when you put a system together of robots that have artificial intelligence, they figure out that human beings are the bane of the existence of Earth. And they figure out, hey, human beings, war. Human beings, pestilence. Human beings, COVID-19. Human beings, heroin addiction. Human beings, pornography addiction. Human beings, riding over race. Human beings, riding over politics. These robots say, man, we got to either do one of two things. Like an iRobot, we've got to round all the human beings up and put them in some type of, uh, of detention camps, not for forced labor, but just to keep them from killing each other with their parasites, physical parasites of infection and mental parasites of politics and, and race hatred, religion. Or we got to exterminate human beings. So I'd be real careful about that. I know, I know the idea of having a Bender or Rosie the robot from the Jetsons around the house to do the cooking, the cleaning, getting your clothes from the cleaners, fixing up dinner, entertaining guests, all of that stuff. I know that that on paper seems to be a really, really good idea. But combined, Elon Musk wants to build a bunch of robots. Then he wants to go to Mars. I get that you need the robots to build all the stuff on Mars. I don't know if robots can withstand negative 200 temperatures. But who has the who has the chip? Who has the who controls the robots? I almost feel like these people have a god complex. Like they really want to be god. I'm not going to put on my my religious my my 2 years of of studying theology in college, my hat for that. These people want to be god. If I control all the robots, and you're on Mars, there's no government on Mars, and you're in debt just to get there, I have complete and utter control over you. We're, we're here to talk about freedoms and taking a vaccine. People are arguing that if you, if, the, if, if you all let me go to a game without taking a vaccine, you're infringing on my freedoms. How much freedoms will you have if people like Elon Musk have their way and you have millions of robots around and he, and he, has, the, he has the chip? He has, he has the ability to, to push the button and the robots come to your house and say, hey, Mr. Lewis, you can't, you can't leave your house today because you're a human being. You're despicable. 
You're, you're a vehicle of sin and pestilence and degradation. And because of that, we're going to confine you to your house by force. I just find that to be, to be interesting. I don't think it's going to be Rosie the Robot. I really don't. I don't think that these bots, if you look at the history in movies, it doesn't end that way. It ends that way in cartoons. You might have Uniblab or the Jetsons doing all the work for you. Uniblab sitting at the table at the desk at work, punching the numbers, doing the regression analysis, filing the TPS reports, all of that stuff. But I don't think that's how it's going to end up. I don't think that that's what Elon Musk has in mind. Speaking of dumb stuff, as I pivot, if you do the crate challenge, and if you're stupid enough to do that, I insist that you do not listen to my show. Don't listen to my show. Go find something that is lower brow. Go find something that matches your, your intellectual capacity and spend your time indulging in that. Don't, don't listen to this show. Because when I'm watching all of the yahoos, the spankies doing the, doing the, doing the crate challenge, you know, I don't, see, I don't see a lot of middle class people of Eurocentric descent. I see a lot of us. I see a lot of us breaking ankles, tearing ACLs, popping Achilles, doing stupid stuff. I don't know what's wrong with society. I really, I really have no idea what's wrong with society, how, how stupid people are and people can be. To, to do something as simple as we're going to stack up crates and see if you can run up and down the crates without, without falling. Because I think the middle one is like six or seven feet tall. Who wants to fall seven feet, eight feet? I saw a guy on there It had to be like 320 trying to get up those things. I was like, man, you could barely get up the stairs. I even saw one where a, a teenager, somebody was up there, the teenager actually kicked the thing down so the person could fall. This is just ignorant stuff that they put out. You know, at least the, the ice bucket challenge was for ALS research, was for research on, on uh, a terminal illness. It has a 100% fatality rate. But this is, just, this is just chicanery. This is ignorance. This is sophomore. I talk about, I like to poke sophomoric fun on this show. This is the epitome of sophomoric, rudimentary, lowest common denominator behavior. And all I see, all I see is us out there acting fool, man. I see in, in our neighborhoods, people doing this, other people cheering the balls on while they're doing this. This is ridiculous. When does it end? Why is there this compelling sensation that you have to make a jackass out of yourself in the same way that your friends do? If you see your friends, you see your goofy loser friends from college and high school, your goofy loser friends, many of them still living in mommy and daddy's pockets into their 40s. You see your goofy friends running up crates, falling, knocking teeth out, breaking legs, breaking arms, breaking, breaking their foot, all sorts of stuff. We got to mimic whatever we see in society. It doesn't matter how stupid it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter how ignorant it is. If there's, if there's a challenge 
and somebody hashtags it or there's a filter on Instagram and somebody hashtags it or if there's something going on that's supposedly popping and you see you see a few influencers and pop culture people do that stuff people are running to at the very least I'm not what what is the what is the over under I'm a sports guy I predict I'm not saying this to be funny I would say that the over-under on people that are going to die from this challenge, I'm going to say the over-under, I'm setting it at two and a half. I'm saying that, and I'm going to pick the, the over. I'm saying at least three people are going to die because of this ridiculous challenge. People are going to die, and people are going to be made. People are going to have, people are going to have compound fractures, Alex Smith style, Joe Theismann style. And people... Somebody at some point is going to break their back or their neck or become a quadriplegic or something like that. It's just it's just the stupidest thing that I've ever seen. And and I see adults, I see people that are 35, 40 trying to do this thing. I I don't expect a lot from 17-year-olds, college students. If you if you're doing this at the quad, if it's a part of your hell week to to be getting into a frat or something like that. But it, it's just it's just appalling and ridiculous to see we're in the middle of a, a a freaking global pandemic elon musk trying to take his people to mars we got we got uniblab coming out it's going to take over society terminator robocop all of that stuff it was 115 degrees in paris last week and people are focused on trying to see if they can run up a stack of crates and and not fall i just no when when we will it in Last day show. You look healthy. For a man who was gut shot, you reached out to a third party who engaged me in the purpose of holding your towers. That third person's word was your word as he represented you. That's right. And I ran those East Baltimore gentlemen off. I held up my end of the agreement, at least for as long as I was physically able. You did. Your man then set up a meet at Butchie's Bar. Your man told Omar Little that I was responsible for the torture of a young boy who was close to Mr. Little's heart. Your man, in effect, sought to have me hit. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios is now a full-service consulting firm specializing in healthcare leadership. We are now helping our portfolio of clients with their strategic focus towards risk adjustment, star ratings, value-based contracting, and social determinants of health programs. Our burgeoning media empire reaches a diverse audience of 100,000 listeners weekly, putting us in a rare position to service architects, both on the strategic and promotional side of the healthcare continuum. Build your brand with Paragon 7 Studios. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the Black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all of the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special. Yo, this your boy Rampage. Shout out my boy DJ Cam. Free Agent Radio, it's official. Land to land, state to state, sea to sea. It's going down like this. In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, 
the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are the stories. So I'm not going to sit here and root against Shakari Richardson because I've got a lot of DMs. Like, are you, are you going to talk about Shakari Richardson and, and the concepts of humility and all of that stuff? And at the end of the day, I'm rooting for the United States track team, just like I root. I didn't think that the I didn't think that the United States men's basketball team was going to win the gold medal. But when they won the gold medal, it's not like I was booing for for KD to go 0 for 11 from three against France because I was making an assessment based on what I had seen. Doesn't mean that I'm rooting against him. Doesn't mean that I'm a hater. Doesn't mean that I'm anti-American. All of that stuff. I'm rooting for Shakari Richardson. I want Shakari Richardson to show up in Paris in four years, three years, in 2024, excuse me. I want her to show up in Paris in three years and dominate. I want her to dominate at the world championships. I want her to dominate in any other events that she's in. I'm not against her. I don't dislike her. I don't hate her. I don't hate black women. I don't hate people that, that are flamboyant. I, I, I've been a big fan of Shakari Richardson. I, I said that, that she is a Wheaties box waiting to happen. Beautiful woman. Flamboyant, stylish, fast, LGBTQ community. She checks a whole lot of boxes in society. And if she's successful in, in, in the Olympics... And in the world championships, in the world championships, excuse me, if she's successful, she's going to make a lot of money in endorsements. And she's going to be able to put together a good life for her and her family. If she decides to have children, whatever happens in her family, she's going to be set for life financially. And that, that's my hope for her. I'm not one of those people that's saying that, hey, I'm going to put her in her place. I'm not one of those people that's saying that, hey, you got dusted and finished dead freaking last in Eugene, Oregon last week. So that makes you a loser, a failure, all of that stuff. She's still one of the, 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 the 10, 10 fastest women in the world, right? She's in the top 0.0000001% of her craft. So I'm not I'm not happy to see her get smoked. I don't I don't think that that's funny. I don't think that that's interesting. I don't I don't think that that it puts her in her place. I'm just going to say this. A People need to understand that 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 sports it's not about your emotions. See that's that's where that's the first place that you went wrong. You think that sports is about your emotions. It's us versus them. This person represents me. She's just like me. She's only 5'1". She's not, she's not a giant. She, she reminds me of myself. She's flamboyant. She has the same style that I have. This person has the same politics that I have. This person looks like me. This person hangs out, grew up similar to the way I grew up. This person has all of these attributes and qualities that remind me of myself. Steph Curry. Not a big guy, not a giant, not a superhuman. Six, two and a half, six, three person. Allen Iverson, 5'11". 
oh, I see people like that. That makes me think that I could play in the NBA. These individuals are outliers, first and foremost. Second of all, it's about the money. Sports is business. The Olympics is business. Simone Biles is business. Naomi Osaka is business. Shakari Richardson is business. LeBron James is business. Steph Curry is business. Kevin Durant is business. Bubba Wallace is business. Yeah, Bubba Wallace, I'm sure that he's been called every single racial epithet in the book. Rather, he was in that one incident where there was a noose in his garage or it wasn't a noose or whatever. That cohort that goes to NASCAR, there are people in that cohort that were in Charlottesville just a few years ago and probably would not want to have Bubba Wallace over to their home or even drinking at the same water fountain. But if you look at Bubba Wallace's car, Jordan logo, Avid Health logo, you got a whole bunch of logos. They, they, sell, they sell every bit of space. It's just like Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby on Talladega Nights, if they could put an Oreo cookie logo or Fig Newton logo on the windshield, they would because it's about business. Get out of your feelings. Get out of your feelings about Shikari. So people criticized her. She got dusted. Then she kind of didn't really have a great interview. There was a lot of stereotypical African-American woman stuff coming out of that presser. There's a lot of Real Housewives of Atlanta stuff coming out of that presser. Didn't look good. Didn't look humble. Wasn't a great look. I didn't love it. She dropped a couple of four-letter bombs on, on live TV. I always love that. I always love when people swear on live TV. People that swear on live TV are telling you they know that it's live TV, but they really just don't give a bleep. And I like that. Like it's, it's your responsibility, NBC Sports, to, to bleep this out so you don't get FCC fined. But I think the Shikari Richardson issue is much, is much bigger than, than sports itself. It's not. Sports itself isn't, isn't a thing. She's going to be fine because she's getting press and pub. She's getting press and pub. Rather, she's running the fifth or sixth fastest. She keeps reminding us that she's the sixth fastest woman in the history, which I think is very odd. I've never heard someone say, hey, I'm the sixth best basketball player in, in the history of the world. I, I had the six most touchdowns in a season. I hit the six most home runs ever in the history of, of baseball. I've never heard anyone say that. But she's obviously very fast. She's very talented. I've had people on my, on my Facebook thread talking about her coming out of blocks and her strategy and all that stuff. I don't know anything about that. I'm not a track specialist. And I don't really care. She's 21. I'm going to assume that she has adequate time to grow and develop and to get better. And I'm going to assume that eventually she'll take care of business. And I'm going to assume that, that she'll be at her peak at some point in the very near future. And then she's going to be a problem. She's going to be an elite sprinter. Most people grow, they mature, they get better. 
But this goes back to my to my central point. I'm I continue to be sick. I've talked about it with Simone Biles. I've talked about it with Naomi Osaka. I'm I'm I, what I don't stand for and what I don't support and what I won't tolerate on my platform is people coming in and saying that there's no consequences to your actions. I've seen so many ridiculous posts and people have reached out to me to say that the black community is not standing behind Shakari Richardson and that you want to tear her down. You want to put her in her place. She's the one that put the target on herself. Institutionalized racism did not cause Shakari Richardson to fail a drug test. Quite frankly, failing a drug test doesn't show that that's a red flag for her. Not because she did drugs. If you don't think that people on the Olympics are doing drugs and understand the concept of masking agents, they know when they're going to be tested. That already shows that she might not have the best judgment or be, be in a position to think some of these things out. So she fails a drug test. She, she, she subtweets for, for a month. She subtweets during the Olympics and then she gets absolutely smoked. I'm not rooting for her to get smoked. She doesn't have to show humility. Muhammad Ali wasn't humble. Michael Jordan wasn't humble. Babe Ruth wasn't humble. There are a lot of people that, that weren't humble. President Trump wasn't humble. There are a lot of people that have had a lot of success in life. Michelle Obama doesn't strike me as the most humble person either. These are people that are great. They know that they're great. They wake out of bed every they wake up and get out of bed every morning. They know that they're better than the people that are sitting on the other side of the table than them. They probably felt that way since they were seven years old. So they were in second grade. They looked around in second grade. They said, man, I'm smarter than everybody else in this room. But the question is, back to the whole concept. If you put yourself out there, you say that you're the best, you brag about how great you are. If you don't perform, people are going to rip you. It's not racism. Look, there's a lot of racism out there. There is a lot of racism in things that people are experiencing. But don't tell me that as a black person, that if I even question Shakari Richardson and her actions, and I don't say, you know what? She finished last. They should have given her the first place trophy because she's such an awesome person. If I don't say that, that just doesn't make me a, an evil, self-hating black man and rotten individual. I'm just, I'm tired of that narrative. Everybody, this is sports. It's about business. It's not about even the competition. The Dallas Cowboys are worth $10 billion. They haven't won anything in 30 years. It's business. If Shakari finishes ninth, but is flamboyant and a great marketer and a great pitch woman, she's going to make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars selling stuff. She may or may not be a great runner, but it's business. Shakari Richardson is not your kin. She's not your sister. She's not your homie. She's an athlete. And last time I checked, athletes, for the most part, they do this for the money. It's about the money. It's about the money. It's about the money. It's not about upholding and uplifting black America or white America or Latinx America. Lance J. Show. You are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network.
I need you to do something for me. Something that could literally change everything. You'll never get a thank you card, and yet I need you to do it. And if that weren't enough, I need you to do it as soon as you are able to. If you do this for me, I'll do it for you. And for every single person you love. Deal? This is our shot to leave COVID behind. Paragon 7 Studios is now a full-service consulting firm specializing in healthcare leadership. We are now helping our portfolio of clients with their strategic focus towards risk adjustment, star ratings, value-based contracting, and social determinants of health programs. Our burgeoning media empire reaches a diverse audience of 100,000 listeners weekly, putting us in a rare position to service architects, both on the strategic and promotional side of the healthcare continuum. Build your brand with Paragon 7 Studios.